This week's homily is an introduction to the Archbishop's uh, annual Catholic appeal. The homily actually is cut off because my recording device ran out of capacity, but still, it contains the main message. Thank you for listening, and uh, please consider contributing to the Archbishop's Catholic appeal by going to jesuschangeseverything.church. God bless you. When uh, we hear this Gospel of Emmaus, very famous, well-known, I'm sure, to all of you, many people love to say, oh, that's my favorite Gospel. And in a sense, why not? Uh, It's so beautiful to hear how these two disciples going from Jerusalem to Emmaus, full of doubts, lack of faith, and how our Lord comes and walks with them, accompanies them in their despondency and their lack of faith and explains to them the scriptures. But all the while, we, we, as we read in today's gospel, their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. And we don't know whether this was some just deliberate act of our Lord, you know, to conceal his true identity, or whether it was because something on the part of these two disciples, their lack of faith, their despondency, their despair, something unrecognizable maybe about our Lord's glorious body. But nonetheless, it is our Lord and he's with them, explaining the scriptures. And we read in in the first two readings today all about St. Peter, uh, in the Acts of the Apostles, giving his preaching, and in the letter of St. Peter, teaching us directly. And he's filled with the Holy Spirit, and so he has great confidence in once again explaining to the, the scriptures to his fellow Jewish people there. And he speaks about how David, the patriarch David, how he is surely dead. Yet he prophesied about the Lord, and he refers to Psalm 16, which we used in the responsorial psalm, saying that how death could not keep uh, our Lord, had no victory over him. Our Lord could not be held captive by death. And he also refers to another psalm, Psalm 109 or 110, which is said or sung every Sunday evening at the end of every, and or any major feast of the church, in which David says in the psalm, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right, and I will make your enemies a footstool under your feet. In other words, the Lord God the Father saying to my Lord, the Son of God, sit at my right. So the prophecy that our Lord Jesus would be enthroned at the right of the Father. St. Peter explains these scriptures to the people. But with the walk of, to Emmaus, that while, whilst their hearts were burning within, within them as the scriptures were being explained, they did not recognize him until... One asking him to stay, and this is important, isn't it? They asked him to stay with them. And then while they were at table, he took bread, broke it, blessed it, and gave it to, his, gave it to them. And immediately they recognized, them, recognized him. Of course, these two were probably not at the Last Supper, so they had not been present at the institution of the Eucharist. And yet they recognized him at the breaking of the bread which is the Eucharist, the Holy Mass, the real presence of our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. And, you know, we should really love the Scriptures. Let no one say that there is anyone who loves the Scriptures more than we Catholics, all right? 
Don't let anyone say that. And if anyone says, says the opposite, say, no, 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 we love the scriptures. No one loves the Bible more than we do. Yet, the Bible alone is not sufficient. You might have a burning heart within you as, you as you contemplate the scriptures and seek to understand what they mean and have a preacher explain them to you. But you will not recognize Jesus until you come to the breaking of the bread. It's in the Eucharist that we truly recognize him. And it's been my experience, certainly, as I've you know, done my bit, as it were, to evangelize. It's when I bring someone to the church, this lovely church here, or maybe bring them to Mass. And then they realize, wow, this is something. This is what tips them over, if you like, and wanting to really know more about the faith. Because we recognize Jesus in the breaking of the bread. Yes, he's present in his people. Yes, he's present in the word proclaimed. He's present in the breaking of the bread, the Holy Eucharist, the real presence of our Lord in the tabernacle, the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. We're going to listen today to the annual uh, appeal of the Archbishop uh, that we we will support him uh, in his ministry as shepherd of this local church in Western Oregon, the Archdiocese of Portland. And you will hear something of that effect of the Eucharist of an encounter with our Lord in the consecrated bread, in the breaking of the bread, um, as we we listen to the Archbishop's appeal. And before we listen, I would just like to really ask you to pray that the Holy Spirit, as I'm praying, the Holy Spirit will be among us, uh, anoint each one of us today. If we haven't already pledged, because some of us may have already pledged because we receive these envelopes in the mail, to really discern what our Lord is calling each one of us to give. And our Lord is calling each one of us to give. Of that there is no doubt. The question is, how much? You know, I put in the bulletin that, you know, of how we you know, didn't meet goal last year. You know, more important than the goal is the participation. 100% participation is the goal. And uh, as I've already shared with you, you know, I received this in the mail a couple of weeks ago and I was able to watch the video in advance, you know, pastors and parish staff can check it ahead, you know, make sure it's working and everything. I was so inspired by it that I I gave on impulse. I filled it in and I mailed it. So I won't be able to sit down here and pretend I'm filling filling it in as you do, okay? I've done it, it's in the mail, it's gone. And I've, I've pledged more than I normally do. There are two seas in Palestine. One is fresh and fish are in it. Trees grow their roots to sip its healing waters. Life grows there and is happier because of it. The River Jordan makes this sea. The River Jordan flows on out into another sea. Here, there is no splash of fish, no song of birds, no children's laughter. Travelers choose another route, unless on urgent business. The air hangs heavy above its water, and neither man nor animal will drink from it. What makes this mighty difference in these neighboring seas? Not the River Jordan. It empties the same good water into both, not the soil in which they lie, not in the country road about. This is the difference. 
The Sea of Galilee receives, but does not keep the Jordan. For every drop that flows into it, another drop flows out. The giving and receiving go on in equal measure. The other sea is shrewder, hoarding jealously. It will not be tempted into any generous impulse. Every drop it gets, it keeps. The Sea of Galilee gives and lives. This other sea gives nothing. It is named dead. There are two seas in Palestine. There are two kinds of people in this world. What kind are we? Greetings to all of you, my dear friends in Jesus Christ. Here in the Archdiocese of Portland, we have just come through the Synod on Synodality that Pope Francis called us to. And we had over 175 discernment sessions of prayer and discussion among us as the people of God here in Western Oregon. We learned a lot of things about our local church. We certainly learned about some of the wounds and the hurt that still exists in the church that we will need to address. But we also learned so many wonderful things about the vitality of our local church. Across the board, one thing that stood out as something that people most appreciate about their faith here is the Eucharist. This was at the top of everyone's priority in terms of what gives them life in the church. The world is hurting in so, so many ways. Jesus is the one, the only one, who can really bring healing to all of us. And he brings that healing to us in a very powerful and special way when he comes to us in the most blessed sacrament. Federico Pinto, now he's a priest. He said, hey, PJ, I'm gonna go visit a friend. Um, would you like to come? And I was like, Okay, sure, let's go visit somebody. And so we walk out of the Newman Center and just start walking down the road and he's like going towards the church and like halfway there I figure out, you know what, okay, I bet he means Jesus. <laughs> so sure enough, we go into the Adoration Chapel and so it's just he and I and we kneel and spend some time just looking at Jesus. That was the beginning was, okay, God does love me. I don't have to fix anything. I can believe in his love and love him in return in a way that doesn't say, oh, I need to get s stuff in order and figure it and straightened out so that God can love me. Mm -hmm. It's no, I can love God because, because he loves me. We got to go to the Holy Land in 2018. Um, and it was just a beautiful experience as, as the Holy Land would be. But coming back that um, that following Sunday, we went to Mass and I received the Eucharist and I was crying. And I was like, why am I crying? And I had to like talk to myself and I, when I went back to my pew and, and knelt down and I'm like, oh, because I went to visit everywhere where Jesus was. Um, oh, shoot, sorry. <laughs> but I don't need to be in the streets where he walked to feel close to him. He's right here. He's always here for me to receive him and to love him. Just as in marriage, when a couple comes together and says, 
I don't know what awaits us for, for better, for worse, in sickness and in health, for richer, for poorer, but I say I do, I'm all in. I'm giving everything I have and everything I am to you. Jesus does that for us in the Eucharist. He's letting us know I'm giving everything I have and everything I am to you. We're not called to live in fear and anxiety. You know, in John's letter, he said that true love admits no fear. If you are in love with the Lord, uh, fear is the last thing in your mind because this is not our home anyway. This is a, a pilgrim journey. Our home is heaven. We have a sacramental life in the church, and that means coming together to receive Jesus in the Eucharist. We have the greatest gift. Why, why are we keeping it to ourselves? We need to share it with people. I ask you to, to be a part of this Eucharistic revival that we are going to be about, not just here in the Archdiocese of Portland, but in the church across the whole United States. But we need to be present in order to participate in this renewal. Present to Jesus, present to one another in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. My brothers and sisters, I ask you this year again to please prayerfully consider a gift to the Archbishop's Catholic Appeal. Your support for this local church will help us be about this revival, this renewal centered on Jesus in the Most Holy Eucharist. I need your help and I hope that you will step forward as you always have to support the great work of Christ in Western Oregon. God bless all of you and your families and loved ones. There are two seas in Palestine. Some would say there are two kinds of people in this world. One single generous moment can make all the difference.